Good evening, everyone. My name is Madeline Shepley, and I'm your host for the Shine Bright Like the Firmament podcast. And today, I have a very special solo episode planned for you today. Now, why is today's episode special? Well, that's because shortly after this episode is released, I will be turning 25. I know crazy, right? I will be turning 25. Hopefully it'll be my moment of quarter-life clarity, as one of my friends pointed out to me. But that is here nor there. In any case, a couple of months back, I was trying to think of a special way that I could celebrate my birthday with this podcast. And as I was thinking, well, this podcast is about Catholic scientists, and we normally discuss the scientific work of living scientists from all sorts of disciplines of science. Well, I was thinking, since we have been talking a lot about living scientists, I should do a special episode of some deceased scientists that were Catholic that I think people should know about. And I hope you're really excited for this episode because there are some really cool people that I'm going to tell you about today. So buckle in and we're going to just get right down to it. Now, I have done a little bit of research and I've come up with a list of 25 Catholic scientists that you should know about. And I would be remiss not to start off with one Catholic who is considered the patron saint of science. And I've mentioned him at least once or twice in previous podcasts, and that would be St. Albert the Great, or Albertus Magnus, as he is known in Latin. Now, he's a pretty cool cat. One of the things that he is particularly known for is that he was actually the teacher of the great St. Thomas Aquinas. Not only was he the teacher of St. Thomas Aquinas, he was and is considered a doctor of the church. Now, being a doctor of the church is a pretty big deal. For those who don't know, being named a doctor of the church, the way that you end up being named a doctor of the church is you make significant contributions to theology or doctrine through your life's work. And you might wonder how many doctors of the church there are. And as of now, the Catholic Church has only recognized 37 doctors. So St. Albert the Great's in pretty rare air. Now, you might be wondering, why is St. Albert the Great the patron saint of the natural sciences? And that's pretty easy. The reason he's considered this is because not only did he write a bunch on theology and doctrine of the church and all those kinds of things, but he actually wrote several documents on the natural sciences. He in particular wrote things on astronomy, minerals, plants, and animals. But to be honest, St. Albert the Great, he had a wide variety of interests, so you name it, he probably wrote something on it, which I think is pretty cool. And clearly, you can see that he has cause to be mentioned first. My second scientist on my list is one of my favorite astronomers, and that's Georgia Lemaitre, French name that I don't know how to pronounce very well because I do not speak French. So if someone who listens to this happens to speak French and can advise me on how to pronounce that, that'd be awesome. But in any case, Lemaitre was a Belgian priest. He was a Jesuit and kind of like my Jesuit astronomers that I've had on the show previously, he was a scientist, he was an astronomer, he lived lived last century. And the cool thing about Lamatra, if you didn't know, is Lamatra was one of the big characters in theorizing the Big Bang Theory. And back in his time was maybe not as well known because a more famous guy, Edwin Hubble, he was able to disseminate his research. And Hubble, he was from the United States and English by that point was rapidly becoming the language of science. Well, fortunately for Lamatra is he was friends and had worked under 
Sir Arthur Eddington, who's another famous astronomer. And Sir Arthur Eddington, as I like to explain, was kind of the MVP of the situation, and he made sure that Lemaitre's work, which usually got published in lower-impact Belgian journals and the like, got the hearing that it did, and so that people could actually find out about his work. So Lemaitre did a lot of cool stuff with the Big Dip Bang Theory. He laid down the foundation for that, but he also did a lot of other cool stuff in astronomy, and I highly recommend reading up about him. My third scientist that I want to mention, if you've ever taken a biology of class of some sort, just a basic introductory one, you've probably heard of this cat, and that's Gregor Mendel. Gregor Mendel, he was actually an Augustinian monk, and he is famously known in biology as the father of modern genetics, and his big thing was that he is known for his experiments with pea plants on his monastery's property, and through those experiments, he was able to figure out a lot of the laws of heredity. So that's pretty cool. So even though he didn't invent the Punnett square that people use nowadays to learn the basics of heredity, you can thank him for the gift of being able to do Punnett squares. My fourth Catholic scientist here, she's become a lot more famous in recent years with regard to pro-life things and just Catholic doctors in general, and that's Saint Gianna Bretta Mola. For those of you who don't know the story of Saint Gianna Bretta Mola, the reason why she's famous and a probably huge story that kind of led to showing the virtues that led her to becoming canonized as a saint is Saint Gianna Bretta Mola. She was a Catholic pediatrician. She was married and she had four kids. Now, while she was pregnant with her fourth child, doctors discovered that she had a fibroma on her uterus, and when they discovered that, they gave her three options. She could have an abortion, she could have a complete hysterectomy, or just a removal of the fibroma alone. Now, clearly, the first two options would have ended the life of her unborn child, but the hysterectomy, well, with the first two options, the abortion was clearly against Catholic teaching because it is not okay to take the life of an unborn child, but the hysterectomy option would have been okay because of something called the principle of the double effect. Now, both of those would have killed her child, but courageously, St. Gianna chose the third option, which was just the removal of the fibroma itself. Unfortunately for St. Gianna, she ended up passing away from complications of the birth, but the really cool thing is that her daughter, the one that she was pregnant with right before she died, ended up becoming a doctor later in life and is a doctor of geriatrics. So I think St. Gianna is a pretty cool example of what it means to have sacrificial love and just to show that you can be a scientist, a person of faith, and also be a mom. Talk about just a really cool woman. Now, my fifth scientist I want to mention, she's a little bit more recent than the previous four that I mentioned as she died in 2002, and this is Sister Miriam Michael Stimson. She was a Dominican nun, and she was kind of an unsung hero when it comes to figuring out the building blocks of life, and she was able to get her bachelor's in chemistry and then later on a PhD as well, and she's known for using spectroscopy to study different chemicals, particularly amino acids and organic molecules that are important to biology, and that's pretty cool. 
Speaking of spectroscopy, my sixth scientist, he also used spectroscopy, but he used it in a different way than Sister Miriam. And this guy is Angelo Secchi. He was a Jesuit priest, and he is really famous for his astronomical contributions. People in astronomy generally consider him as one of the fathers of astronomical spectroscopy, and he uses this in a variety of ways. But one of his really cool things that he kind of helped astronomers astronomers figure out was that he was among the first scientists to consider the sun a star like the rest that we see in the sky. Saint number seven's a cool guy. His name is Saint Joseph Khan, and he was a physician in his native Vietnam and was a Dominican tertiary. Cool thing about him is on this is that he is one of the few saints on this list who is actually a martyr. He was martyred during the persecutions in Vietnam of Catholics in the 1800s. So for his courageous witness to faith, we thank him. Scientist number eight is Bonaventura Cavalieri, and he was an Italian Jesuit, which is not to be confused with Jesuit. It's a lesser-known religious order. Cool thing about Bonaventura Cavalieri is that he was known for his work in optics and motion. But not only that, is he worked on this thing called the method of indivisibles, which was a thing that anticipated the development of integral calculus a couple of centuries later. So basically, he laid some of the foundation for Newton and his friends with calculus. Scientist number nine is French geneticist Jérôme Lejeune. And the reason he's famous is he did a lot of work with discovering the link between some diseases and chromosome abnormalities. The most famous one that he probably worked with was Down syndrome and trisomy 21. And what's cool about him is even though he did this work with chromosome abnormalities is he was actually pro-life and he was vigorously opposed to aborting children who had chromosomal abnormalities. And because of that work, Pope John Paul II made him the inaugural president of the Pontifical Academy for Life. And a final cool thing about him is because of all this work, in 2021, Pope Francis declared him venerable. So he is on his path to sainthood. Our 10th scientist is a bit more famous, and if you are blind or you know someone who is blind and is able to read using Braille, well, you have Catholic Louis Braille to thank for that. Now, the story with Louis Braille is when he was three years old, he had an accident with a stitching awl that blinded him in one eye, but infection caused him to lose sight in both of his eyes permanently. And at a certain point, he got sent to one of the first schools for blind children in the world. And his experience there kind of left him with a dissatisfaction for the ways that people tried to help the blind read. They were kind of clumsy and they just weren't right and they're clumsy. And he set about to find another way. And that way is what we know today as Braille. Another cool thing about him is that even though he was blind, he's actually pretty talented at music. And he was known to play the organ around France and was an organist at several churches, which is pretty cool for a blind man and the guy who invented Braille. 
All right, Catholic scientist number 11. If you've taken a physics class, you might recognize this name or at least know the thing that he's famous for, and that would be André-Marie Ampère. And this guy is pretty famous because in physics, he played a huge role in the formulation of the laws of E&M, and he even has his own E&M law named after him called Ampere's Law. And if you ask me what it is right now, I honestly couldn't tell you. My E&M professors would probably be disappointed in me, but that is what it is. But at least I know how to use it. Anyways, something pretty cool about Ampere is that he was said to take comfort in reading the Bible and the church fathers, and that he was actually friends with the man who starred the Society of St. Vincent de Paul. Pretty cool, right? Okay, Catholic scientist number 12. Now, this guy, he isn't a scientist by degree, but he definitely had some scientist tendencies to him, which is why I'm including him. Plus, he's been just kind of appearing in my life a lot lately. And that is Blessed Carlo Acutis. And he is kind of held up as more of a millennial saint. Something wild to think is that he would be only seven years older than me if he were alive today, which is completely wild. But in any case, the main thing that Blessed Carlo Acutis was known for. He's known for his empathy, but he's also known for his love of the Eucharist, so much so that he did his own research into Eucharistic miracles and created a whole website about it. Perhaps I should go find him and put in the show notes if it's still out there. But the reason I'm including him is he was a very avid video gamer and computer programmer, and he even was said to have taught himself computer programming from books that he got for himself, and I think that's pretty cool. And besides Besides that, if you read up on his story, you'll find that he's a pretty relatable saint for the modern day and age, which is pretty awesome. Catholic scientist number 13 is from a time way farther back than our friend Blessed Carlo Acutis, and that is Pope Sylvester II. Now, I personally didn't know too much about him before this, but what I learned in my research from him is that he was interested in a lot of areas of science, and he actually was inspired by the work that the Arabs did in their golden age and stuff like that, and when he was in Spain, he got to kind of learn a lot about the knowledge that the Arabs had garnered in math and science. But something else really cool is that he learned about the Hindu Arabic digits and was kind of instrumental in helping the West gain them. But also, he is said to have invented the mechanical clock, which is kind of wild. Who knew a pope had invented something like that? Catholic scientist number 14 is also a pretty far back saint, and that's Saint Hildegard of Bingen. What's cool about her is her area of science was botany and medicine, and she wrote a lot on those, and if you do a little bit of research about her, her works in that were often complementary to the theology that she wrote about. Now, speaking of theology, the other really cool thing is Saint Hildegard is like Saint Albert the Great, and they are both doctors of the church. So on this list, we've got two doctors of the church, which means they're really just theological giants here. 
Catholic scientist number 15 was of the same time period of about was of about the same time period as Pope Sylvester II and St. Hildegard and this is Blessed Herman of Reichenau and his area of science was primarily mathematics like geometry and astronomy and he's also really interested in the science of music. Now something really cool about him speaking of music is that he wrote some or at least has been credited with writing some of the well-known Latin hymns. So if you ever sing Salve Regina or Veni Sancte Spiritus in Mass, you can thank him for that. Our guy for Catholic scientist number 16 is Blessed Nicholas Steno, and he wrote on a little bit of a variety of scientific subjects while he was a priest and before he was a bishop, but he is particularly well known for his contributions to geology and stratigraphy. His writings on that kind of laid the foundation for how modern scientists think about the way fossils are in the ground and just the way that rock formation happens. Catholic scientist number 17 is a Venezuelan doctor. His name is Blessed Jose Gregorio Hernandez, and he studied a bunch of things in the medical field like bacteriology, pathology, microbiology, etc, etc. But something cool about him is he actually, at a couple of points in his life, tried to become a priest, but he had a fragile physical condition, and so that ultimately prevented him from becoming a priest. Instead, he dedicated himself to his career in medicine and practice practicing his religion as a layman. Catholic scientist number 18 is the first modern doctor to be canonized a saint, and that is Saint Giuseppe Moscati. He was an Italian doctor, and he did some scientific research too, doing some pioneering work in biochemistry. But something that really struck me about him in my research was that he took a vow of chastity and that he was well known for practicing charity with his work. When I was reading about his life, I learned that he would often refuse to charge the poor for treatment and and sometimes even sent patients home with a prescription and a 50 lira note in the envelope. And that just speaks so much to the amount of charity that he had that he would be willing to do that for someone who was poor. Catholic scientist number 19 is a cool dude. He is servant of God, Takashi Nagai. He was a Japanese Catholic doctor who specialized in radiology. And kind of ironically enough, he was actually a survivor of the bombing of Nagasaki during the end of World War II. And some cool things about him is that he was actually a convert to the faith. And at one point he met future Saint Father Maximilian Kolbe through work with Saint Vincent de Paul. Something else that just struck me about him when I was doing research on him is just even after World War II, he had this immense desire to spread peace and to teach people to seek it. Catholic scientist number 20 is Blessed Guadalupe Ortiz. She was a Spanish professor during the 1900s and her area of specialty was chemistry. Something that's cool about her that I learned while reading about her is that she was a member of Opus Dei and she was actually the first woman to join. And she decided to join Opus Dei after meeting St. Jose Maria Escriva, who's the founder of that Catholic organization. 
Catholic scientist number 21 is Blessed Benedetta Bianca Porro. She was an Italian who lived last century and what's remarkable about her is that when she was a young child she actually became ill with polio and became crippled and kind of sickly for the rest of her life because of that. But the cool thing is that she didn't shy away from the struggles that she had because of her disabilities. In fact, she once said to her brother and a boy that tried to mock her by calling her a cripple, she said to them, he called me the cripple. What is wrong with that? It's the truth. Now, the reason we're including her as a scientist in this is that she was actually studying to become a doctor, but unfortunately for her, because of her sickly nature brought on by her run-in with polio as a child, she ended up dying early before she could really become a doctor. Catholic scientist number 22 is another physics guy, and you know I love including my astronomy and physics peeps. And if you've taken a physics class, you might not know his name, but you might guess what he's famous for. And that is Alessandro Volta. And Alessandro Volta, he made a lot of contributions to physics, specifically electricity. But what he's really known for is he is the namesake of the unit of measure volt. And for some reason, I am forgetting what exactly that is for. So my physics professors would probably be disappointed in me, but it is what it is. And after all, I am recording this while I am on a school break. So let's just say I checked my brain at the door of Cooper when I left. But in any case, a cool thing to know about him is his family actually wanted him to become a clergyman, but he chose not to do this, which kind of rubbed his family the wrong way. But what I love is that he recognized that even though he didn't become a priest or anything, He's like, I don't need to become that just to be a good Catholic. And he recognized that his faith was a pure gift from God, which is really, really cool. Catholic scientist number 23, I would be remiss not to include because it kind of explicitly states his scientific affiliation in the Bible, and that would be St. Luke the Evangelist. Now, St. Luke is obviously well known for being the author of the Gospel of Luke and also the Acts of the Apostles, but what you may or may not remember is that it is stated that he was a physician in the Bible, and for that reason, one of his patronages is is that he is the patron saint of surgeons. Catholic scientists 24 and 25, I'm going to lump together and for a very specific reason. These two you would probably know, if anything, from their names being mentioned in one of the Eucharistic prayers during the Liturgy of the Eucharist. And for those of you who haven't already guessed, is actually Saints Cosmas and Damien. Now, if you were like me, you probably heard their names during the Eucharistic prayers and were like, who the heck are those saints? Well, the cool thing about Saints Cosmas and Damien is they were traditionally twin brothers that suffered martyrdom in Syria during the persecution of Emperor Diocletian. But the reason that they are included on this list is that, according to tradition as well, they were skilled doctors. So that's pretty cool that they got to be saints together and also share a profession together and also have to endure martyrdom and become saints together. Now, with Saints Cosmas and Damien, that concludes our 25 Catholic saints for 
25 years. So I hope that you learned a lot. Maybe you knew some of these names that I mentioned. Maybe you didn't know any, but now you know lots of really cool past Catholic scientists, and surely these aren't all of them, but definitely after listening to this episode, I would definitely recommend looking into the lives and stories of some of these people and just marvel at how throughout history we've had lots of really cool Catholics that also did scientific things. But until next time, hope you learned a lot and stay tuned for more amazing content from this podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Shine Bright Like the Firmament podcast. Please feel free to like us on social media, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, and give us a review. Always feel free to suggest future guests for this podcast, but most importantly, don't be afraid to be a light to this world.